we come with a dream. We come bound by the threads of a dream, of walking together side by side, none of us above or below, less or more or forgotten. A dream that is more possible, even more than we have yet imagined, a dream of kindness and connection that softens and turns us toward each other with tenderness, a dream of courage and commitment that will enable us to stay the course and admit when we have gone astray. May this vision comfort and challenge. May it weave us together and never let us go until the dream is made real. Salud. Here at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Harford County, we open our new year of worship services with a water communion, as many UU congregations do early in the fall. You know, last year at this time, you and I were meeting each other for the first time. Look what you did. <laughs> As we gathered together for in-gathering, we were grieving the devastation of Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. We hadn't yet experienced the, the devastation of Hurricane Maria, which, as we now know, has claimed 4,000 lives in Puerto Rico alone. So I invite you just to take a breath in silence to remember. As our chalice lighting invites us, we share a dream of courage and commitment. And today we're gathered in pouring rain, in the foreshadow of another hurricane making its way up the coast. We gather as members of our fellowship family are coping with the devastation of flooding. Mother Nature has not been kind to us this summer. We can't survive without water, and yet water can also bring great devastation, can't it? The people of Flint, Michigan still do not have clean water. So I ask us again for one moment to take a breath in silence and remember them. Our reading today comes from the uh, Reverend Manish Mishra Marzetti. This is called The River Call. Between rocking the boat and sitting down, between stirring things up and peaceably going along, we find ourselves here in community. Each called from many different journeys, many different life paths, onto this river road. Some of you are here because of the rocking of the boat. It's been too much, too much tumult, too much uncertainty, too much pain. 
Some of you are here with questions about where the boat is going and how best to steer it. And where does this journey end? Some of you are here as lovers of the journey itself and lovers of life. Here, in front, behind, beside, each of us a passenger and each of us a captain. Let the current hold you, guide you. The river that gently flows through your soul whispers, let us worship. So Miss Stephanie told me to keep this short this morning, and I always do what she says. <laughs> She's not laughing at me at the, right now. <laughs> so I do want to tell you a story, and then I want to make an invitation to all of you. And the story has to do with a Catholic parish in McAllen, Texas. And the story happened, I'm going to say, maybe 40, 45 years ago. It concerns the parish of St. Joseph's. Now, St. Joseph's was built in a certain part of town where most of the Latinx people lived. It was built in that part of town so that they would not go to the predominantly white parish that was located in a different part of town. St. Joseph's had gone along for a fair amount of time, and it was thriving. It was doing well. It had a, a, a healthy and large congregation. And then one day, they got a new minister whose name was Father Bart. And Father Bart was a native of Holland, and he belonged to a, a particularly vigorous missionary uh, uh, order. And Father Bart came to St. Joseph's, and he, he noticed that St. Joseph's belonged to an interfaith organizing group, a part of the legendary Saul Alinsky's group. And if you don't know who he was, he's credited with essentially inventing community organizing here in the United States. But they weren't very active. They didn't participate very much. And Father Bart listened to what the organizer for this group had to say, and he followed the organizer's advice. The organizer said, participate in house meetings with your congregation and listen to what they tell you. So he did, and these house meetings, small, exactly what you might think, small groups of folks gathering in homes, talking to one another about what matters, about what what they saw as their vision, our theme is vision for this month. And somewhere along that trajectory, the church had a school dance. And as it turned out, there was actually a group of gang members who tried to get into the dance, and they were turned away. But as it happened, they came back. And when they came back, they started creating big problems. They tried to hurt a number of the kids who were at the dance legitimately. They destroyed parish property. 
And even though the congregation members who were there called the police, the police didn't come for more than 30 minutes. And by that time, it was too late to stop what had happened. So leaders in the congregation were angry and upset, and they asked to have a meeting with the police chief, and the police chief said, absolutely. And they had this meeting, and they said, why did it take so long for you all to come? And the police chief said, look, I have 200 officers, but only eight of them are assigned to this part of town, even though this part of town contained more than a quarter of the population of the area. And so Father Bart said, well, who makes that decision? And the police chief said, well, that's a political decision. So now I'm going to share with you the words of, of Father Bart himself as he picks up the story. And he says, that's when we started our process of congregational development. And that's when we started looking seriously at how we can make an impact and who can give us power. So that is the question and the invitation I share with all of you here this morning. How can we make an impact and who can give us power? Now, as it turned out, eventually, because none of these things happen overnight, eventually the people of St. Joseph's had an impact not only beyond their sanctuary walls, but inside their sanctuary walls. Over time, they successfully realigned the priorities of the police department, so there was, in fact, equitable policing. They were successful in getting new resources for the community, community centers and libraries. Again, none of this happened overnight. Within the congregation, their impact, too, was really powerful. Because from a, from a group that had been engaged but not necessarily engaged heart and soul, 190%, they grew in engagement and they grew together. They grew in their vision of what collective impact can be. Because no matter how powerful each of us is, no matter how strong, no matter how much each of us can do, and I know we can do a lot. Our collective impact is far, far greater. So this morning, as we begin our second year of shared ministry together, I invite us to listen to those lessons from St. Joseph's. I invite us to take a dive into not only the impact that we as a thriving and vibrant congregation have, but the impact that we want to have. 
And that doesn't mean ignoring or not including in that impact all of the thousands of things that have to be done every day to keep us, to keep us going, right? We gotta treat the termites. We have to keep the lights on. We want to. This is all part of shared ministry. If you didn't read the news bites, that's why you don't know about the termites. Just saying. I look and listen. I look at you and I listen to all of you. And I see an energy and a desire not only to grow in faith and to grow in compassion toward one another, but to grow in impact. And I wish I could say that that happens like the average fairy tale where everyone sails off into the sunset, but there's a reason fairy tales don't go on beyond telling that part of it, because it's never easy afterwards. But I know, I know, because I know you. I know we want to matter. I know we want our community to matter. And I know we want to matter to one another. And I know that part of it is learning to look through each other's eyes. So if you let me see the world through the eyes of your experience, and I let you see the world through the eyes of my experience, our vision will grow. And our collective impact to build relationships with one another and with our communities has zero limits. Amen. Ashe and blessed be. <laughs>